a listener production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One. Ahoy to me, pilot Hamish. Coming into land, sir. Permission granted, I assume. Ahoy to me, brake man. <laughs> yes, Jack. I'll put him on when necessary. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Only when we Thank want you. to stop. I, am... I like to fly fast and loose. I'm Do you know what? Bobsledding. Are we bobsledders? He's got it. Jack. I'm Break a pusher. Man. Sure are. So, uh, so I'm on the side. Just basically, I push and then I just hold on. Yep. Hame, you're very much in charge on the way Up down. The front. And Jack, Practicing we need in the you bathtub. very much at the end. <laughs> All right. And who, what does the fourth guy do? Is one there just it, to be two pushes? Two pushes. Two pushes. Yeah. You have two pushes. That could be, uh, break man. Yep. yep. Doing you, Jezza. That's the normal... <laughs> that's, and sorry, Mike, that we so... And, and not for one second were you considered. <laughs> but that Jezza, is the do normal... do you want the left-hand side or the right-hand side for pushing the bobs at your left? Yeah, okay. That's fine. I can work with the right. Great. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I was actually just thinking if, if called on, I think I'd prefer the right. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm the guy in the bathtub in... Um, uh, cool cool runnings. runnings, yeah, yelling out the corners. And you own, Left, right. you have your, you ha, you're the only one that looks up. We're all head down, and you're the only one that looks yep. up and sees what's going. Yes, That's good. Also, hoy to Matt, who's just uh, oh, used Matt. a very easy system at hamishin.com no, to let us know what he's up to. Ahoy, boys, fellow ahoy boy Matt here. Now, lads, I've got a little bit of a dilemma. I'm not sure whether I need to have my in touch with the common man shirt on or lost touch with the common man shirt. Um, I've just taken delivery of my brand new golf simulator. I know, must be very nice. Wow. But because I am a golf professional, I can claim it on tax, which is very common man. So not really. <laughs> need help, boys. I'm not too sure which one to put on. Cheers. Well, I mean, Andy claimed it on tax too. Even even when we were broadcasting from his golf simulator, and I was uh, gently questioning whether this was a common man purchase, he was thumbs upping me, mouthing the words tax deduction, tax deduction. Now we've mentioned it on air. Um, uh, I, I would think say just golf sims in general. Yeah, lost and touch. Less it's a lost you, touch item. There's yes. a lot of professionals that still go to the range. Uh, sorry, Matt. Um, yep. You are in my camp. Uh, very, very, very hard. I'm struggling here to think of a situation where a golf simulator owning one could be an in-touch-with-the-common-man scenario if you were, um, you know, if you had a small... If you moved out of your bedroom and rented a golf simulator so you could give the money to charity, <laughs> maybe, and you never played it yourself, like, maybe that's the one condition. Or you, you owned the shop and you lived there to save money. Lived at the shop. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you only had mattress under beans. the desk. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, and, you, and you played in bare feet. Hey, mate, you wanted to kick us off today. <laughs> Look, I know the summer is has come and gone, and I I I, I wasn't going to bring this up, and then I saw this again the other day, and I thought, okay, I've got to mention this, <laughs> and then we can move past it because I'd like to think that one of the jobs that of the show is nitpicking in a, in a constructive yeah. way, um, drawing, putting a magnifying glass 
on some of the ads that we yeah. uh, we have to sit through on television. Well, came uh, or feature, look at them. feature of last year's show, didn't we? Pick a knit okay. on any of those. And I was happy to. Ads. I was actually happy to to move past it. And then this ad just keeps getting at me. And I thought, right. look, if you're going to keep presenting knits, I will pick them. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> it's just sort of like sort of like you know how gorillas pick knits out of each other's back. Yeah. It, it, almost like a one gorilla's gone. You know what? There's other things to do. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy the jungle. Yeah. I'm going to eat some bananas. Doesn't matter about knits. But so many knits in this situation, you have to go back to nitpicking yep. as a one-off. Mm-hmm. And I had to I had to pick here because there were, f- you know, one time they've been a very close friend of the show, Ooh. Chemist Warehouse, home oh. of Andy by Hamish. Yep. Um, you know, f- very fast, able fast to... selling fragrance of all time. Australia. Ever in the history of Australian fragrances. Uh, appreciate their help. Mm. Appreciate their help shifting a lot of scent. But it shows, though, that no matter who you are, you're not immune to uh, yeah, we'll get you <laughs> if you're doing the wrong thing. What have they yeah, done? We, him? We see a nit. We'll pick it. This is you might remember this ad played a ton during the cricket over okay. the summer, but I think it played in a lot, a lot of things. That's just where I saw it a lot. It is for a thing called uh, Wagner Liquigesic, which is mm. like a pain reliever. Okay. Um, I'll play you a little bit of the start of okay. the ad. You, see if this jogs your memory. It's just audio. When you're used to being first, you don't want a headache leaving a feeling second best. Yeah. Do you remember this one? So yeah. th- that's the tactic they've gone with. That's really important. It's all about you're used to being first, so you don't want a, a headache making you second best. And it's a race between two women that live next door to each other. Do you remember this one? They're playing mm-hmm. like giant chess in the opening ad, right? right. They've, my whole problem with the ad is they've constructed this world where these women are racing each other. And then at the end, it's like a race to the tablets in the chemist warehouse. <laughs> But none of the races make sense. None <laughs> yeah. of the things they're competing with each other make sense. The opening scene is them playing giant chess mm-hmm. in the backyard, okay? Now, the blonde lady is the winner. Mm-hmm. And she's she's always, she's always like, she's, she's a bit smug, okay. okay? And she's playing a brunette lady. So the blonde, in the opening scene, she pushes over the other lady's king. So first of all, not allowed, right? But it's but it's meant to show you that they're competitive. So the ad the ad makers have gone. How do we make it look like they're competitive? Yeah. The next scene is the brunette woman mowing the lawn and looking like nervously sideways. Cut to the blonde lady's backyard. She's breaststroking up the pool, like she's looking sideways right, and and brunette lady's looking sideways left. It's a race between the lawnmower and the breaststroke, <laughs> which well, no. is the worst race of all time. First of all, you, I can't even begin. You can't even begin to describe why that is a bad race. Yes, the, the lawnmower is performing a circular pattern. Yeah. So the, I don't know what this drag race is meant to entail. <laughs> breaststroke is obviously a lot slower than lawn mowing anyway. anyway. Yes. During the breaststroking, though, blonde the blonde woman who I think is in front, you're meant to believe she's just killing it. But a small headache has made her bow out <laughs> two, two metres from the end for this super competitive woman. Then it shows the chemist. Mm-hmm. Then it shows you like the aisle at Chemist Warehouse where the brunette lady is like strolling up an aisle to come around the corner yep. and, and they're at the end of the aisle, the tablets. And who should zoom in but the blonde lady? Yep. She's back. But she's not back yet because she hasn't had the pills. <laughs> she hasn't been to the Do you know what I mean? yet. She zooms in and gets the pills smugly and zooms off, like to go, ha-ha, I've beat you again. But I'm like, but no. you haven't because you haven't taken the pills yet. <laughs> so, and so do we, that, are we aspiring to be the blonde woman in the ads yet? I think we are. I think that's what they're saying. I think they're saying when you're used to being first, first. best, yeah. don't let a headache 
slowed you down. So I think we're meant to be rooting for the blonde lady to yeah. go, oh, no, she's got a headache during the, the, Lord the classic lawnmower versus breaststroke <laughs> race. How will she get back? And then she does get back, but she gets the pills before. But she's better before taking them, yeah. which has got to be a first, I reckon, for a medical ad. Then it closes, and I, and this this is actually the same for a lot of you know the end of Chemist Warehouse ads. I mean, you would have seen this on all of their ads. They have that they have this like two second shot mm. of a massive chemist warehouse mm. at the end of like a cul de sac. Yep. So it's like yeah. Hard. Have you seen that, Jacob? Yeah. Kids are like flocking to it. Like families are running to it. You know, it's meant to. It's, people are yeah. acting like it's a Mr. Whippy van, and it's <laughs> and it's this. It, it like stretches off the screen. It's on every chemist warehouse ad, and it is a really yeah. It is a bizarre choice to go. Isn't this the dream yeah. that instead of a park, wouldn't you love? <laughs> A 25,000 square metre chemist warehouse at the end of your court. Because these people have got it. Look how happy they are. And uh, Mm -hmm. another year, another batch of men and women standing above the crowd going, me, I have a skill. I can throw fruit near the roof. What if I could tell what size shoes people have just by sight? Yeah. The special skills that we get on this show are phenomenal. HamishAndy.com, you've got to fill out the very important podcast to form, uh, easy to find there, and then there's a few questions in there as well as what is your special skill? We love hearing them. You know I ran into the other day at the pub? Hmm. Um, ben from Ninja Warrior who did the sheets. He did the oh. sheets in one go. Yeah, he could, he can he can figure he could he couldn't do it on the day, but he could throw. <laughs> He's a been sheet. known to. He's yeah, been known to do it according to him in one go perfectly on a bed. And you, know who, he, you, you mentioned the fruit. Yep. Um, I was on the freeway and <laughs> going at a hundred and get a, a a toot, some aggressive tooting, and I I look across and there's a guy giving me the thumbs up, and I went oh <laughs> thumbs up back, and then he goes it's me. Pointing at his face, mouthing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we like, know. Yeah, of course, not a, then, it's not Night Rider driving the car. Then mimed throwing an orange into no, the ceiling of his car. No, that's a very went, difficult mime, especially at 100 k's. He, he went like that, yeah. very dangerous. And I went, oh, and he's yeah. like, yes, it's me. And it was the kid that couldn't or throw. That thro- a, could throw. <laughs> turns out, could throw an orange very fast into the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and not throw it within a centimetre of the ceiling without it touching. But anyway, yes, Ham. But not, not, throw it, not throw it, quote, so close to the roof you'll be amazed <laughs> without touching it. No, that's what happened to me at the pub. We're having a beer and I notice something flipping over my head mm. and I look up at the roof of the pub and it's Ben from Ninja Warrior, who turns out he was on Ninja Warrior as well, flipping over my head, miming to me, sheet <laughs> and mouthing, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> what is this? It's a ninja. And it was, yeah, it was Ben. Okay, so today in that category, mm-hmm. in the realm, this is a very this is a very interesting skill. And I mean when I tell you when I tell people the skill, you'll be like, okay, is he using it for, and no offense here, good or evil? Ooh. We've got Harry here mm-hmm. who can accurately tell. He was dubbed in by his sister or put forward by his sister Kate. Uh, he can tell if something is gluten-free by looking at it. Now, a lot of people would wow. think that's because he has a gluten intolerance, but he's using this because the people around him have a gluten intolerance and he does not like biting into something without gluten. Ooh. He has a gluten dependence or certainly a gluten <laughs> preference. Oh, right. His name is Harry. He joins us now. Ahoy, Harry. Ahoy, boys, and happy birthday, Andy. No need. Uh, Thank Harry, you. <laughs> Harry. Good to get one away. Harry, talk us through. You can just see the food. You know whether there's gluten or not. Yeah, well, obviously my... 
dad and sister became gluten-free um, pretty recently. Mm. So I had to sort of dodge the minefield that was my kitchen with yeah. regards to what was gluten-free and what wasn't. You want that gluten? Yeah, I want it. I want it bad. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> Sounds like, it, well, you just tuned in. This is the game show, Gluten Fest. I want it. I want it bad. Because it, 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 it can be a bit of a, I mean, I mean, they do their best, the gluten-free people, but when you're talking about pizza bases, when you're talking about pasta, mm. it's an important ingredient, gluten. It's yeah. what makes, it's what binds things and it's what gives them their delicious texture. Mm. And try as you might, you just can't get there with rice and potato flour, no. can you, Harry? No, definitely not. Like biting into something that you don't know is gluten-free is almost like biting into a raisin cookie that you think is chocolate chip. Yeah. There's nothing worse. <laughs> yeah, Couldn't think of a better analogy. Well, Couldn't Harry, think of a better analogy. so... To be clear here, we are going to show you, and we wanted to we wanted to really do the test. So it wasn't smell related or anything. We wanted to do it via Zoom, and you said you're yep. comfortable seeing the product yeah. outside of its wrapping. It's just raw product, and you'll be able to tell us whether it's gluten free or not. We've got four products standing by. I love this, Harry, and it's also you 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 said in your email it's based on vibe, and it's based on sight. Or your sister sent the email, so. We we can get those we can get both those things here. We've got Mike, um, podcast Mike is going to hold up. Yeah, he's on Zoom. Harry, are you in front of a Zoom product? now? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm you with can, you. Okay, well let's. Right. Uh, I think he has to get four from four ham because it is a fifty fifty guess. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so four, four from four. four. The chances four. of getting four from four, are, you know, that's tough. Yep. Uh, that's good. That, that's special. All right. Good luck, Harry. This is the open at a Harry special skill. He can pick if stuff has gluten, what a thrill. Mostly, though, the biggest challenge for me was writing an opener, not to the tune of Let It Be Dan. The gluten free, gluten free, gluten free, oh, gluten free. Harry knows from the texture if it's gluten y or gluten free. Song fits, doesn't it, Harry? Does. Yeah. I mean, it's probably used that song 500 times as an in an opener. <laughs> but, but when something fits like that, you can't shy away from it, can you? I mean, you just have to step up and go, God damn it, I think it's let it be again. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Harry. Here goes Mike, podcast Mike. He's holding up the first item, which is a meat pie. Okay. Take it in. Have a look. What are you vibing? What's the vibe? You said it's all vibe. Mm. Can I get him to break it open? Well, of course, that, I can. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how we know about the texture. Yeah. Hold it nice and close to the camera, Mike, so we can yeah. see. Because if I think I know what Harry's doing here, and he's looking for the structural integrity of the pastry, mm. which mm. is going to be one of the giveaways. Mike has cut open the pie and is showing Harry. It What's does look very puffed. It looks very puffed, which is rare in a gluten-free pie. <laughs> what sort of pastry do you see in a gluten-free? What sort of characteristics do you see in a gluten-free? It's pastry? normally flat or like dead. It just looks the vibe is just wrong. Dead. And that looks that looks pretty yummy. I'm not gonna lie, that looks pretty yummy. So well, yeah, I'm gonna have to ask you to lock something in. What, okay, Mike, can you make sure you tear a bit of the base of the pie too? Because tops of pies yeah, can be deceiving. And we've rip all it, bought rip it, it up. Rip it open. We've all bought a pie that had a good top and a disappointing base. That's true. Mike's doing that right now. Okay, I'm I'm going to lock in. It looks normal. It's not gluten-free. I reckon it's a normal pie. Unfortunately, that is a gluten-free pie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> they've got you, Harry. He's you got me. No, not us. The, the scientists that are trying to trick people out there walking around into eating less gluten. Those, those bastards have got you. Okay. Uh, I mean, do we move on to one for fun? We do one we got? for fun. Um, well, I've got a cookie. We've got a cereal, which are the clusters, and we've also got a penne pasta. Which one would you like? We're going to give you the choice to look yep. at. I feel like the pasta will be easier, but give me the cookie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, in, f- in fact, for fun, yep. why don't we just put them all out in the tray together? That is fun. Oh. That's great fun. That's great fun. Mark, do you have a tray? We're just doing it for fun. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, do I have the word to describe to Zoe tonight when she goes ahead in the record going, well, I'm glad you asked because it was very fun. <laughs> You're not going to believe what we did. What, did you, you put a biscuit on a tray? No. One, no. What, you're way off. Multiple foods. <laughs> Multiple foods next to each other for fun. Mike has lined up everything. Okay. Yeah, here we go. R- rattle through them. I'm going to say the pasta is gluten-free. The cookie is normal. Mm-hmm. And the cereal is gluten-free. Unfortunately for you, <laughs> the cereal uh, contains gluten, so you're wrong there. Yep. Uh, the pasta contains gluten, you're wrong there. <laughs> and the, cookie, uh, the cookie does con- contain gluten, so you got one. Oh. One from four. Okay. <laughs> but it was Harry, fun. Not it as was much fun. fun for you. It was fun for us to see all those things together. And we can certainly put a photo up at the website if you feel like having some fun. But yeah, look, honestly, the smell is normally what, what helps me. Don't so write then, don't write. <laughs> yeah. No, don't He's start backtracking now alone. and don't write sight alone based on vibe and texture. set this whole thing up remotely just so you, because you didn't need the smell. <laughs> but, Harry, I do agree with you. Often in the tearing of something, you mm. tear the pastry or you mm. tear the, when you, when you tear the penne, straight away you'll go, yeah. that's gluten-free, crumbles. Well, oh, yeah. tear up your hopes and dreams of getting a gold <laughs> coin. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll send you out a token of no so value, which I a... personally are giving no value to yeah. whatsoever. Tearing up the novelty <laughs> check. <laughs> Thank you, Please. Harry. <laughs> Good try, awesome. Harry. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Hey, I'm just following up on something from last week. You were talking about tiny tricks. Tiny yeah. tricks. Just some uh, good tricks. Little tricks. And it really has got me going through life looking for little tricks that I can share as well. I mean, this is the, yeah, my claiming there was a bag in my car when it got stolen. There was no bag, but gee, there have been some mythical items that have, <laughs> must have been in the bag that got pinched. Um, I think I've mentioned this before in the pod, but uh, one of the downsides of having a dog is that everyone... With, an, with a dog or has ever owned a dog, comes up to you and wants to talk to you about mm. the dog and feels like dog they chat. should share. Yep. Even if they had a dog growing up 40 years yep. ago, they'll tell me exactly what that dog was about and what they did and it was this type and I don't care. Yep. Um, and I just, we got this one. I'm happy with this one, but it doesn't feel amazing. Like, it feels like I mean, I feel, I feel like it's an absolute another language because I've never owned a dog and the way you hear dog people talk to each other. Oh, it seems like a big sign on my head saying, please come and tell me everything about your dog. And I don't. Yep. I don't want it. And you wouldn't do it for any other product either. Like you don't. Yep. I don't see someone walking with a printer and go, ooh. <laughs> was it what to say to brother? <laughs> Is yours a piece Jet of shit? Laser. Yeah, mine's a piece of shit. Yeah, I hate printers. Yeah, let's yeah, smash exactly. them together. Yeah, exactly. Actually, Andy do, does talk about his printer more than the average man, though. He <laughs> loves true. that printer he's got. But if and I does strike along... up conversations when he's dragging his printer down to Cheeky Monkey for a coffee <laughs> near where he lives. <laughs> Oh, you got the laser. Oh, yeah, they're cute. Nice. Yeah. Pretty yeah, well good. behaved. Does chew the paper sometimes. <laughs> yeah. What was it, a Hewlett Packard? It's a Hewlett Epson. It's a mongrel. 
<laughs> um, anyway, so old people are the worst. They've got all this time in their hands and they've had dogs I, in their life. Yeah, so they've got yeah, a yeah, bigger yeah. chance of having a dog in their life. And so they God help like, you if it reminds yeah. them of one of and their dogs. <laughs> I had that the other day outside of Coles. I was waiting Cause yours, for Because Henry, whilst he hasn't achieved, she hasn't achieved, um, uh, she's not quite yet one kilometre tall, as promised. No, she's growing she, still. Like does look a bit like the, you know, she's of a terrier breed, isn't she? She's like a, not the chum dog, but yeah. similar. They are, t- mm. they are small, small, small little terriers. terriers. I've got a taller terrier. She would stomp on them. <laughs> um, found a trick during the week. Hmm? I'm walking up and I see someone approaching with their dog and they're, they're from ages away home. They give you the eyes like, oh, great. Now we can come and they can chat the dogs and sniff each other and then we get to chat. Yeah. And I pick up Henry. And I just yell, kennel cough. I'm really sorry, oh, kennel right. cough. And That's a thing. That's a dog a, disease. The dog thing where, and it's really contagious. That So if any, if, if any dogs go to like the kennels or whatever or in the park, they get kennel cough and they're sick. It's, so it's like a daycare bug. Yeah. And parents, of the dog parents walk the other way. They never avoid you yep. more. Rabies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Henry's had I mean, I thought you were going to hear another. about here's... three months now. It's that's a great one. I thought you were going to. Here's one you could do, which is a variation of one with a. Mm. When I, I've this is a sort of a well-known parenting hack. When your kid is absolutely losing it, you look at everyone else in the cafe and be like, oh, "I'm just the nanny. Like I don't know." <laughs> it's sort of that's like an old. That's an that's a bit of an old trope, you know. It would just be like, for oh, you, there's one, Jake. When you're when you know when if if things go kicking off and this will start happening when you start visiting cafes, just be like, oh, I don't know this kid. You know, he's just or you know this is just a nephew. Don't worry about this kid. <laughs> I I didn't raise it like this, but you could. You've got to. Surely you can be like, I'm the dog walker, like not my dog. No, nah, um, still talk. But yeah, they're still going to chat to you. They still talk to you. Yeah, right. And so I can know, you just be like, so I, 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 what if you got, what if you guys just found this stuff? <laughs> And I know nothing about dogs, so I can't converse. I'm with looking you. for the owner. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm looking I need for a the rush. owner. I'm looking for the owner. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> Ando, mm-hmm. special skill time. This is a rare one. This is a personal request, or you know, didn't come through the contact form at hamishnady.com, which yep. is where we do recommend people go to log their special skills. Yes. Uh, for reasons that will become clear, it came late at night. Wow. After a few red wines had been drunk, as on admitted, one nine hundred number that Hamish uh, has on my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was an OnlyFans DM, yeah. and you can pay a little extra to video chat me, and that's what happened here. It'll make sense why a few red wines were drunk okay. because uh, Melbourne Demons AFL player Angus Brayshaw, midfielder, ah. winger, deluxe winger, Premiership uh, player, Premiership player, uh, also a member of the Football League. Australian Football League, the big one. <laughs> he, he he went to the big dance and he took home the chocolates. Yeah. Uh, he also runs their very popular Gus and Gorney podcast. Right. Uh, so po- podcasting brethren, really. Yeah. He texted me and he said, listen, and this is probably not. No, I hadn't heard of you. heard of it, Jacko? I have heard of it, but oh. I haven't listened to it. Mm. Well, that's okay. I've heard of <laughs> I've heard of a Ferrari or I've not driven one. <laughs> so quite a popular brand. Mm-hmm. Uh he texted and said, look, I know this is probably not the way it's done and I'm not doing this in the right channels, but I have an amazing special skill. Ooh. So I was like, okay, that's good marketing. So we get I write an back elite athlete at the top yeah. of their game. What so have they okay. got? I write back and I go, uh, obviously no promises because, yeah, this is highly unorthodox. Yes. You know, and I should, I should, I should just hang up right now mm-hmm. because I don't know if I'm breaking the rules of the show, but what have you got? Love it. Then he goes, listen, I can pour 
perfectly even glasses of wine, even if they're in different rooms. Like out of a bottle of red wine, I can pour one in one room. So you know, it's exactly the same level as the other. And I'm sitting there going, "We've had this. We've done this." And we the guy we, failed. Well, we had. I just wanted to clarify with you two questions I've got here. Yeah. What was that guy's special skill? Was it that? Was it going, oh, we, we, we set him at yep. different rooms. You've just got to, they've all got to be the same He level. can walk into a different room yep. and, and pour, pour the same wine, amount. And if all the wine glasses meet back up mm-hmm. in the middle. And I think we gave him <laughs> five mils, didn't we, that guy? Five millimetres. I think it was only a mil yeah. difference. He was pretty confident coming coming into it, and I think we only give him a, gave him a mil. One millimeter is very little, isn't it? It's almost five, imperceptible. Five five's a bit a too much. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, all I remember is that was a, he immediately had failed, didn't he? I remember yeah. we stacked the first glasses together, and they were just way. And you out. were being kind to him. You were holding. Trying, the, you were holding the, the, the the ruler on an angle. All those. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Tried every trick in the book to try yeah. and get him across the line, but it just wasn't. It wasn't there, was it? So anyway, so to this, straight away, I go, okay. Knows that this he's been. Done? I don't. I don't get the impression that he no. knows we've had this. Well, Jack hasn't listened to his podcast. He may not have listened to ours, and that's okay. <laughs> and well, there's a lot of podcasts out there. People are busy. Hmm. So I am like, look. At, then he. Then I said, you know, look, it's got our attention. Yeah. Um. Obviously, take it to Ando. Then he just sends her a picture of, he goes, these were nowhere near each other, separate rooms. He goes, and I've had a few. And they were dead on. Okay, I'd two love glasses. to see someone do it. but it's That's, So then I go, do, we've never reopened a cold case. Ooh. Is there some excitement here? And do we believe he can do it? Because as an elite athlete, mm. he does clearly have hand-eye coordination. Like that is a what, skill you need me. to play football. It certainly helps that he's the premiership football player like to yep. spike to re-spike my interest like for to reopen one if anyone that's what i think to anyone can crack know, it you have to come to the table with some sort of pedigree it's not very common man of me but i am enticed by the fact that you know it's almost a celebrity special no that is i feel like that is common man of you because yeah. if you're above the common man you wouldn't care about celebrities ah, the common man loves celebrities that's true a lot I'm of sure people watched sas australia the the celebrity version but they did not watch the civilian <laughs> version as much as a mm. fan of both formats, mm. I think I prefer the regular version. Really? Well, the UK version, how it started without so Anyway, yeah. we digress. <laughs> um, we're into we're doing Australian celebrity special skills here. Yeah. Uh, do we allow it to happen? Yeah. Great, because he's... If we, oh, sorry. I was going to say, we've got him on the line. Do we've got him on hold. He, yeah, we've got him on hold. Oh, I don't, he wasn't listening to that. Okay, bring him up, Jacko. Okay. He can hear you now. Angus Brayshaw, ahoy, welcome to the Hamish and Annie podcast. Ahoy, gentlemen, ahoy. Uh, thanks for having me. Pleasure, and uh, we, we all love the Gus and Gorney podcast in here. Oh, that's good to hear. I, I wasn't sure how it would be received, um, you know, rival podcasts and all. Um, no, but Hamish, no rivals. You can't. Yeah. A rising tide rises, lifts all boats. Um, <laughs> you know, the more people out there listening to podcasts, Jack's uh, certainly indicated awareness of the podcast, yes, which absolutely. was a great, a great result. <laughs> um, now... Uh, Gus, you, I've, I feel lucky here because I've seen photographic evidence of your red wine skill, but for Andy and mm. Jack, can you, I mean, you're going to have to give, this is like a job interview here. Can sure. you outline the skill and the level to which your laser-like precision can operate? It's spooky. Um, I first of all want to apologize if I'm, I'm lacking gusto. I just missed out on winning a boat. Um, <laughs> here's the pin. Golf day. Coterie Golf Day, I've missed uh, the hole in one hole by about a foot. So it would have been Captain Brayshaw. Um, 
Oh, if not for a, a slight gust of wind. So if I'm a bit flat, that's why. That's okay. Fresh off a boat loss. <laughs> we <laughs> understand. <laughs> it was actually weird because I was saying, hey, you know how the, you guys always say ahoy mm. and this is my first time on your podcast, and if I've won a boat and I'm now Captain Brayshaw, <laughs> literally the day I come on, how spooky would that be? That could have been, been a genuine ahoy special. to someone standing on their freshly won fishing boat on the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, Gussie, talk us through it. What, uh, What is the skill in your mind? The skill is laser precision, and it applies specifically in this context to pouring red wine into wine glasses of various shapes and sizes, but always to the same. If you put a spirit level across it, yep. um, it, the spirit level bubble would be smack bang in the middle. Across the same two, two altitude. Uh, the, the line, yep. the surface of the wine is the same altitude from the, yes. know, yeah. the ground. Yeah, so not necessarily the same volume because different people drink out of different Glasses, oh, if that's um, if that's what they're into, like you so bring a personal glass round. If someone had a wise, if someone had a wider glass, they yep. would be in. And your pouring system would be they entitled would be, to more red wine. <laughs> no, they would, they would be. Uh, like, that's the that's the cheat code when you come around to my place to um, have. A I'm going to go a short stemmed wide, yeah, wide, wide, wide. Off an ando, I will before getting through the door. You'll open up your case with the glass selection, yeah. and often just pick a Stein. A Stein's yeah. a good one. Yeah, <laughs> it's historically it's, known for wine so drinking, but it's a, it's a cheat code. So. Uh, Angus, the reason why this was interesting for us is we've had something very similar, not exactly the same, but on the podcast, and the gentleman failed in, sure. front, of, in front of his children. Yep. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't generally try and bring loved ones in to increase the shame, but that's just sort of how it happened that day. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's devastating I, to him, I'm I, sure. I think we'd absolutely be prepared, obviously, First time. In, in amongst heavy training to go the double, the back-to-back uh, premierships yep. for the Ds, um, if we could find a window um, yep. to set this up again sure. uh, and, and and give him a crack. Because we'd love well, to I, see, yeah. the, 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 you know, the attraction for us here is you are somebody that trains regularly with hand-eye coordination, mm-hmm. yep. you know, being able to pick things, just judge things with your eyes is a huge part of your actual job. Very and rarely so, kicks it out of bounds. Yeah, it's just yep. a touch yep. and feel thing for me. You know, it's, um, you know, football, play football and there's a talent there, sure, but this is um the talent extends beyond that and this is where I really come into my own. Oh, so this is the real use. There's heaps this of footballers. You weren't even the top ten in the Brownlow Medal. Like this is you would be the Brownlow medalist in this field. Yes, I know. And um uh, that excites me. So I'm yeah, uh, right. I'm, I'm I'm willing to shift a few things around. Where's Angus? Are you taking this serious season seriously? He is pouring wine to a perfect level. <laughs> that counts as training. I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> Hamish will be in touch with you because he obviously yeah. already is. Uh, but well, we'll organise this for future weeks. And are we doing one glass, two glasses? Do we want to actually exploit um, how outrageous the talent is and have something like a yard glass next to? No, I know. You know I a, want him to be like because not many people are bringing a yard glass around to the captain. <laughs> so let's just keep him in his natural environment. But yeah. yes, you, 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 Jack, and I should all glasses. bring a glass home, from home so we know yeah, it's yeah. not the same thing. And then three. Can I bring my own glass? Is that all right? That's fine as well. And then just to be clear, Gus, is it possible for us to be in three separate rooms and then we meet back and see it, or do you need to be there and see them all at the same time? Well, historically, it's just been a casual. I'm um, pouring out wine, and everyone gets a fair sort of share but yeah i mean i'm um okay no, as that's... long as i'm as long as i'm there with one of you at the time of pouring just 
so that I'm in, you know, that, in that environment. Then, so we'll you know, be in the same be, room. Then let's go this because it's a bit slightly different. If we're in the same room, but the different ends of the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The table ends. You and can, yeah, that's then, fine. Then we meet back in the middle. And do you sure. usually do it around the table? Because is it, I mean, I imagine the moment you realise this, there would have been a, you know, you've poured out a bottle of wine. And before yeah. everyone goes to cheers, was it the cheers that everyone noticed no, so that were eerily about, similar? It's about the second pour, people start looking, and then a bit of <laughs> momentum starts building. And then by the time I've poured my own glass, obviously you pour yourself last. That's mm. just um, common courtesy. Yeah, um, sure. There's like an audible buzz at the table, and then everyone starts measuring, and, and then sure, he's done it again, has he? And then, yeah, <laughs> we'll recreate that. We will recreate that. That's great. From there, it snowballs, and <laughs> yeah. there's too much chat to even get the wine in the mouth. Yeah, um, yeah we pour it out. We don't drink it. It's just, <laughs> Mate, thank back you. in the we'll bottle. We'll Do it again. See. We'll see you soon. Cheers, buddy. Love Cheers, it. Thanks, Gussie. Haim, wrap up the show this week. It's been a sad week for everyone in Australia and, and globally because mm. Shane Warne, obviously legend on the cricket field. Uh, yeah. People of our American podcasters, he's probably the Michael Jordan of cricket for us. Tiger Woods, if he's, you're into he, golf he's, or cricket. He's rolled, Michael Jordan rolled into Babe Ruth. Yep. A bit of a Babe Ruth. He's a very he was Babe Ruth, in, yeah. Very Babe Ruth because he was of an era where it was like you're the absolute best, best has ever been. You don't necessarily have to train to an elite level five days a week <laughs> and you still manage to be the very, very best that there ever was. Um, he was brilliant at playing cricket, so we grew up watching him and then his post-cricketing life was just hilarious in the media. He, he tried his own Tonight Show at one point called Warney. He just had a crack at everything. He had a crack at everything and we loved having him on the show. And so um, we've gone back through and seen We had him on so many times, so we're not going to play it all for you, but we we wanted to pick out a couple to have a look back at Shane Warne and, and his relationship with the Hamish and Eddie show. Hey, let's start with one of the first ones. I think it's 2006 yep. where we have a dog called Fred Bassett, a greyhound that we bought on behalf of the people. We were so excited to, to, to race Fred. Mm-hmm. And we were, the plan was to take him around the country. People came out to greyhound tracks, sleepy greyhound tracks that maybe got 10 people a night. We're getting mm-hmm. thousands of people to come out and see Fred race. It... Perhaps went to Fred's head. You, you know, he's gone from, you know, small time to yep. suddenly now thousands of people watching him and he'd stumbled a bit in his first race. He lost and his first race. Lost his first race. So we got Warney on. We, who else? Who can help him here? Who's been at the absolute pinnacle of their game? And Warnie also his, Warney's first game was a terrible game. Yep. He got carted all over the park. So he Absolutely. wanted some advice from Shane Warne, the greatest cricketer ever, to a dog that was about to have his second race. Fred, uh, it's well documented on the show, loves McNuggets. And we've we've had to ban him from McNuggets because... He ran- burgers instead. <laughs> well, he ran dead last, but what we thought we'd do is, look, just make it clear, make it known to him that if he wants to get back on the Nuggets, he can have them after the race. Is that something you've ever done? Do you, have you ever rewarded yourself with food? My only thing I like to do is to have a ham and pineapple pizza the night before I bowl. Really? Yeah, so there is some pretty ordinary ham and pineapple pizzas floating around <laughs> Australia too, despite yes. And how do you go about finding one of those when you're over in India? Well, it's very tough. You try and explain a ham and pineapple pizza to the room service waiter. He just wants autographs. <laughs> autographs. <laughs> but uh, I don't push him out the way or anything like that. I just, you know, just sign his book and try and get a ham and pineapple pizza and it comes back with some chook on it. It's not really that good. Look, if, if Fred does get the hat trick on Saturday... Do you think it will be smaller, as big, or bigger than your hat trick? Oh, it's definitely bigger. <laughs> we only had about 
50 or 60,000 at the ground, you're going to have about 300,000 supporters. So it's a definitely a bigger sporting achievement than mine. Go the dish liquor. <laughs> Amazing. So, so that's early days. Early days. Um, and he was an amazing ambassador for great foods too. Yeah. Wasn't he? <laughs> beans, Vegemite on toast, ham, pineapple pizzas. That was the other side of it. But we would have him on probably twice a year. Something prominent. We had to, often he'd, we asked him to come in and he just dropped things. At the top of a hat, he'd just come and, and play. And, and one that we really want to reflect on is when you and I tried to take down the who wants to be a millionaire machine at the local pub. Yes, this is a coin. This is you pay, put 10 bucks in to play mm. who wants to be a millionaire. And if you get all the way through, I think you won a hundred or yeah. maybe it was $500 or something. It was Well, we huge. found out that the, the machine actually changes the amount you win depending on how many payouts it's had. So you could be. Right, that's right. Yeah, it was a floating jackpot. <laughs> a floating now, jackpot. We, we, the, we went here. The thing about the machine is it, it probably reckons there's one or two people playing. What it wouldn't be ready for. Mm is a team of elite trivia nerds mm. who are all standing around and are trying to lock in the answer. So we tried to divide it up into categories, didn't we? You yeah. know, arts, pop culture. We felt like Danny Ocean from Ocean's Eleven will bring yep. together an elite team to take down this machine. And so it was Hamish and myself. We then brought in Matt Preston for food yep. and drink. Uh, we had Julius. I don't think a food and drink question ever came up. <laughs> no, but I think he was also one of the smartest by a mile. He actually he was really good at trivia. Tony Martin was in there, yep. who is just a television savant, comedian Tony mm-hmm. Martin. Julian Zamiro was in there, obviously, for music as well. Warney was taking on and Warney was doing the sports. Yeah. What we forgot about was like, as people well know, like, you know, Warney was, got into poker. Um, you know, he loved to gamble. Yep. He loved to gamble. So, we forgot that, you know, the discipline required to just stay in your um, specialty topic would, of course, spill over it. And, and the enthusiasm of going for wild ants and we would get the better of Warney. So a lot of these guys hadn't met. I remember Tony Martin had never met Shea Board, And we've yeah. all got together to try and take down the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire machine with a ring-in for science category, a listener called Robert, who is now part of this special pack. All right, gentlemen and lady. Thank you very much for coming. Quick roll call, I suppose, Ham. Uh, music genius, Julia Roberts. Zamiro. Thank you. Yeah, she's Jay-Z here. Jay-Z to all. Jay-Z. Jay-Z is here. Um, Tony Martin. Uh, movies, comedy, obscure British sitcoms from the 1970s. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> That's covered. Uh, Matt Preston. Obscure British sitcoms from the 1970s. <laughs> History, food and drink. Good, good. Welcome. Uh, Sports genius, Shane Warne. Uh, present. Sport, that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> and uh, boy genius. Science, mathematics, Robert. Present, hoping for some vector calculus. First question's coming up. <laughs> Starting with the earliest. Put these Formula um, One world champion Robert, drivers in Jack the correct Robert, order they won the title. Nigel, no, no, Jack. Go, go, touch it. Touch it. Okay, one, two, um, three, four. Well, All right. Preston, Preston has, has left forward. Sports, though, Warney. <laughs> you know, I'm happy. <laughs> First question was a sports-based question. Um, we all looked at Warney. He sat back and sipped his beer. A worrying sign. Here's the results for our lifelines. Yes. Jack Brabham, yes. yes. Graham Hill, yes. yes. Nigel, oh! that's a yes. We're away. We're away. All right, we've got the nerves out. We're on fire. Well done. Was Horse won the 1993 Melbourne Cup? Vintage crop. Yeah. Well done. Which Argentinian player was sent off in the 1990 World Cup final? 
Is that Matt's sport? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's probably Sensini because I don't know the other three players. Okay, well done. Oh, well done. Oh! Oh! Preston. Oh, no. <laughs> Moving outside his category. <laughs> Preston do sports. I didn't know footballer. I thought Sensini, but surely Warney, he's our sports guy. He should have carried us there. They were up to game 12, and Warney was worried about whiz kid Robert. Yeah, look, Rob looked really confident. He was just, you could see him hanging back a little bit, so I wanted him to pipe in. Hey, Robert, <laughs> Robert, <anywhere>. lift! Lift! <laughs> 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 what rugby union international team have associated with Kevin Maggs? Warney. Rugby? Um, I think Warney's biggest strength was yelling things confidently, but I'm not 100% sure he did know those answers. Kevin Maggs, I have to go with Ireland. He's got it! <laughs> in Australia, a hard earth versus there's a big cold beer. Oh, take it away, warning! VB! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's cold, that's cool. More questions about beer, please. <laughs> Best Delhi to form a field hockey player, Skippy Harmonaha. That's a good story. New Zealand, South African, Australian, English. It sounds New Zealand. It sounds It's got to be Australian, doesn't it? No. Well, it was very exciting times towards the end because it all came down to a hockey question. Andy had played hockey. Did he have the knowledge to get us across the line? New Zealand. Andy's guessed New Zealand. He did play hockey. Oh! Man. You've let us down, audience. Andy. <laughs> because I had absolutely no idea of any question, I thought it was easy to yell at you, Andy, so I just thought that was the best thing. Get on the front foot before they started attacking me. <laughs> it's not time to point fingers, Warnie. Yeah, sorry, mate. It's time to regroup. It's time to regroup. If, if, if you were going to point a finger, Warnie, exactly. where's the finger pointing? Andy. And after one hour and 15 minutes, it came down to game 40. Should we go for one last roll? A magic $2 coin. It's the magic... We will only break even and there will be no victory except for prize. Which Victoria oh, AFL player won the Brown Low medal in 1935? Hayden Button. Yes! Sports! Sports! That's a complete arse. Mate, I did not know one correct answer. They were all guesses. Metropolitan Museum Arts New York, opened in which year? Here's the lifeline, here's the lifeline. I'm going to ask the audience, everybody. We are one away from winning money. Press every button on the machine. I did and a packet of Peter Jackson's fell out. We'd used all three of our lifelines and still didn't have a clear answer. So it was time for Warney to step up and do what he does best behind bowling spin. Have a guess. Um, B, I'm going to go with B. Go, B, Andy. Warney, come on, Warney. Which year did Mother oh. Teresa become an Indian citizen? Oh. Warnie, you've been to India, Warnie. You can't have a B again. Go to B. Oh. I've never seen a heist film where they screw it up. <laughs> I blame that cow, Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> It was Man. an amazing day, and so it's really fun. nice to look back on. I remember Tony Martin saying to me as we left, he said, I never realised I'd have so much fun with Shane Warne. I reckon was someone who's not into sport at all. And a lot of people that thought that across the years, Ando. Yeah. And definitely, and Jack, I know you watched it during the week, but Warney's doco. Um, it's fantastic. Shane, yeah. It really is. It's. Uh, I actually watched it uh, uh, just, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And it's phenomenal that it's been done at this time and mm. that it's come out. It's an amazing thing to do. And one of the things I've got to say just before we finish, 
the things I loved about it was he talks about, you know, we all love Wayne for what he did on the cricket field. But he talks about, like, wanting to leave cricket so he could be a better dad. Mm. And that that is a very touching moment. And, you know, you like him for what he did on the cricket field, you love him for that sentiment. So he yep. was. We'll miss you, mate, and thanks for everything. Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.